0: Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash itslayspodcast and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audibletrial.com slash itslayspodcast. And I actually have a recommendation today. I think it's only fitting uh, if you're going to grab yourself a book, check out the many editions of Phantom of the Opera they have the play to the novelizations and it seems that almost all of them are narrated by different people uh, none of who I specifically know but I'm sure are great so yeah you could use that for your free download do they sing? uh I hope I hope there is epic singing cause it'd
1: be really weird to have Phantom of the Opera but it's just someone talking
0: <laughs> well you could find out by using it as your uh free free book now let's get into the podcast
2: we're going to expand our weekly video segment to take you into the back shelves of your local video store back where it says horror videos and where kids are devouring some awful films that we call the video nasties
1: are you freebasing inquiring minds want to know
0: i have to break free from this culture of mechanical reproductions and the thick incrustations dying on the surface! Fuck the prime time, bitch! Mom with the new The pain, I can assure you, will be exquisite. As for our deaths, come with me and be immortal. We have such sights to show you! We have got to return some video. Tapes.
2: Hello, horror
0: hounds, and welcome to the It Slays Podcast. I'm your genetically
2: modified host, Rowan.
1: It's Exilia,
2: And this is your third from last roll of Florida toilet paper mic. And we are back with another one, and I don't know if you heard that voice,
0: but we're uh it's the triumphant return of Exilia. Yeah. Or Yay! Ixilia. We stand, we stand,
2: we stand. Salute. Thanks. How are you? Good. Good. She's back. She's She's as talkative as ever. Good. (laughs) Good.
1: Yeah, I, I had to take a little bit of a hiatus. I think it's good to be like transparent and without going to like, you know, nitty gritty details. But yeah, so I just like went through a pretty big depression and episode of depression and lots of panic attacks and couldn't get out of bed. So the idea of doing the podcast was pretty overwhelming. But I just thought that why stigmatize it? Why like not talk about it? Absolutely. We all
2: can relate. I'm sure. Yeah,
1: but I'm getting better and... I'm good enough to be here right now. So
2: (laughs) You're good enough to
1: eat my sweetheart.
2: You're good enough to eat.
0: (laughs) And I was gonna say what's the opposite of depression than a whole episode dedicated to musicals.
2: Yeah. It's like it's
0: mania
1: in a
2: can right there.
1: It's (laughs) It's definitely a uplifting <laughs> musical.
0: Uh so I know what Axilia's really been missing, and that is the question of the episode. That I mean we've already know that I haven't even thought of my answer yet. Of so course. that's how it goes. I'm gonna lowball it. We gotta gently bring Axilia back into it. Don't wanna give her anything too existential.
2: I'm not gonna lie, I have really low standards, so I love it when you lowball. <laughs> I love a lowball. I love feeling like I've accomplished something when I haven't.
1: I love an existential <laughs> question. It's,
2: we're really at opposites here.
1: I also must add that um, we we started watching the Midnight Gospel last night on Netflix definitely check it out
0: yeah it's really good it's the uh the cartoonist and the creator of adventure time oh but it's just
1: like every episode is like about mindfulness but also about like these random fucking like topics
0: yeah and it's like actual i can't think of the guy something duncan duncan trussell or something yeah apparently he has a really popular podcast And essentially, like, what it is, is, like, it's guests he's had on his podcast, and it's... I compare it to, like, Waking Life. It's like you're watching these animations that have nothing to do with anything going on, and they're talking about, like...
1: It's like a mixture of Waking Life and Adventure Time. Yeah. (laughs) As weird as that sounds. They're just having,
0: like, serious conversations while... About life. A cartoon's going on. Yeah. It's sweet.
1: And, Mike, you know Damian Eccles, Of course. Yeah, so he's... He's on episode
2: three. Yeah. Oh, guest. nice. Yeah. I feel like he probably doesn't do a lot of, um, documentary podcast interview style.
1: I think he does a lot actually. Like I think ever since he got released from like death row that, um, he's been like a big advocate. So I think he might end up being on stuff because of like his, his advocacy. Oh, well, but, if he's doing like but, activism and advocacy and yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But he's, this isn't about that. This is like, a lot of it is like has kind of like I said, it's a lot about mindfulness and they, like, a lot of people talk about Eastern, like, religion and Buddhism and stuff. It's, it's you gotta, you like, you just gotta watch it. Oh, also, sorry, one more point. I did hear some clips from, um, your guys's episode of, what was it? Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker? Butcher yes. Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker. Yeah. And, um, Rowan didn't happen to say, so the question was, like, something about what, what you've been watching, and Rowan had neglected to say we had watched sex education oh my queen love it my
2: queen i would literally do anything for jillian anderson yeah and i mean anything um (laughs) me and my friend went to see our local theater did um a digital simulcast randomly like six or seven months ago of um because she was um doing a run of all about eve in london because like mm-hmm. she's based out of England, and yeah. um, so is she, she British? I don't
1: think I she thought is. she's American. No, I think she's yeah. American, but yeah. she's been based really out
2: yeah, of England for American. quite a long time. Yeah. So, but now she and she does it so well because she's brilliant that people kind of like forget that she's American. I could be wrong. Please feel free to correct me. Anyway, so she was doing a run of All About Eve in London. And so this one Saturday, like, late afternoon, they simulcast it digitally. And my friend and I, it cost, like, $25 or something, which really isn't a lot. So we just went to the theater. There was two other people there other than the two of us. And we got our popcorn, and we sat down, and we watched Gillian Anderson, like, live digitally from London, doing All About Eve. Um, And the score of All About Eve was done by no other than PJ Harvey. Oh, nice. It was awesome. brilliant. Gillian was like stunning she was so good i just want to throw that in there because i love jillian anderson and i think she's brilliant and doesn't get enough credit she's also hilarious on twitter she's so funny is you do she? not expect you don't expect her to be funny because like no. you kind of have that like like if you grew up with the x-files and like you watched a lot of it you don't expect her to be like so lighthearted and funny and like dirty but she is
1: yeah because she was like so analytical and mm-hmm. straight very like cold yeah her um character and sex education is like my <laughs> style icon if i i'm like dressed like a tomboy but i loved her outfits i was like if i were to dress like fancy i would want to dress like her she's
2: also like kind of the queen of like the fucking hyper stylish like a lesbian power suit <laughs> I find she did she did a um she did a like line for some designer and it was sick it was like literally the like lesbian fashion icon collection <laughs> and i love it i love her so much like everything about her is just like my queen I was going to say,
0: she, uh, she rocks pantsuits like Hillary Clinton wishes she could rock Oh, pantsuits. Hillary
2: Hillary Clinton has nothing on Jillian Anderson in any mm-hmm. way, especially when it comes to um, the sartorial department. I'm sorry. Jillian Anderson
0: for president.
2: 100%, please. Okay,
0: people. Question. So it only seems right. I want to know everyone's... Favorite musical. Oh, it is musical themed and I'm gonna make you sing it the answer. Yeah, right. No, I won't make you sing the answer, but
2: Girl, I got you. I don't even have to think about it. Not no, even for I don't know.
0: Favorite musicals. Let's go, people. We'll start with Mike, because Mike is ready. Rock, rock, rock,
2: rock, rock, rock and roll high school. That's it. Oh <laughs> I've so never then... seen it. Okay, so technically it might you might not consider it a musical, but it is. It's a movie musical based on the works of the Ramones, you know, the icons. Yeah, exactly.
1: Okay. I feel like I've seen an average amount of musicals. I'm not like this, like, oh, like I love musical kind of person. (laughs) But what's that one with Neil Patrick Harris?
0: Oh, Doctor Horrible!
1: I remember really loving that. I you thought did that really was like really that. good. I might have to rewatch that. I love that movie. Hedwig, obviously, of course. Hedwig, yeah, yeah. Those are probably probably. I my thought you were just going to start
0: listening to every musical, so everyone picks their favorite. And is like, I will just list every. musical.
1: No, but as we've talked about in the past, like Che Che Bang Bang, that's a musical, and it's fucking scary. <laughs> <laughs> My mom loves musicals, and and so, like, I, I've seen, like, you know, The Sound of Music and blah, 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 all the classics. I wasn't really, like, super into them, but, um, and I do like Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, there yes, Little choices. Shop of Horrors
2: is another, like, um, kind of underdog choice for musical. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah. And also Chitty Chitty Bang Bang is horrifically underrated Horrific. in 2020.
1: Yeah. It's so scary.
0: Now, yeah, I'm gonna have to go probably the Exilia cheat way. I have a three-way first place tie. I can't put one above the other.
2: <laughs> Rowan, we would not expect any less from you at this
0: point. <laughs> I know. Number one, or they're all number one, but first would be Little Shop of Horrors. Okay,
2: y'all. I thought we were singing this. I sang mine. Little like Shop. A-
0: Thank you. There you go. <laughs> I can, uh, Trust me, I can get down. Um, Little Shop of Horrors soundtrack is always saved. I have the album Saved on Spotify. I have most of the songs added and saved on my playlist. I own the vinyl.
1: Uh, when it's supper time, we literally, like for our cats... We like literally go in the kitchen and we're like, I think it's a time. Oh yeah. <laughs> like okay, <Good> God. A,
0: <laughs> a. Rick Moranis like period
2: period 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 iconic
0: also we're recording this it's what like April 20 something his birthday was like the other week nice I feel sad I missed out and didn't have a Rick Moranis day
1: also like exclusive content when me and Rowan have a child if it's a girl the middle name's gonna be Audrey yeah Uh, like as in like Audrey too but we're not gonna name her Audrey too but like I, I
0: listen people I tried to go and I tried to say listen it should be audrey too but didn't work <laughs> that out would be a weird name but yeah so a little shop of horrors rick moranis steve martin like i've loved it since i was a kid the first time you ever saw it was probably with me wasn't it yeah yeah like i just i i can watch it non-stop i highly suggest if you've never watched the deleted ending to go on youtube Totally changes the movie, because it was, like, a lot more adult, and then they cut everything out of it. So sorry, I was getting excited there. Yeah,
1: what were your other ones? My three-way
0: tie, so Little Shop of Horrors, (laughs) Hedwig and the Angry Inch would be up there as well, like...
1: Also, Riverdale. Yeah, we have the <laughs> oh a showdown that we last literally night. literally just Hedwig. What? Turned
0: on Riverdale. We're like, I wonder if there's a new episode of Riverdale. And then I didn't even read, like, the description.
1: Of course, um, you just I jump mean into it. Yeah. That thumbnail was somebody wearing the, like, Headwig, but
0: <laughs> I wig, saw it yeah. I'm like no that can't be Hedwig like it just looks like Headwig. and then we clicked it and it's literally just a Glee inspired yeah. entire Hedwig soundtrack on in this episode yeah and it's amazing but yeah Headwig, uh I think it's criminally underrated we have it on like the Criterion Collection Edition and then the third for the three-way tie which is going to be very controversial i can just sense it i'm you know causing controversy already in the episode is shock treatment over uh, rocky horror picture show i i prefer shock treatment i think another one that i i have the soundtrack on vinyl i have it downloaded on my phone i always have it with me i love rocky horror picture show and of I, know, like, I know iconic classic iconic iconic like lgbtq plus iconic Tim Curry, like all this, but I think music-wise, shock treatment, Is like better. the music's just better yeah. as like actual. Well, I mean, songs and a musical—that's
2: yeah. what you need because, like, it's fine. and it's super eighties. I love like, the eighties. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we we stand the eighties like it's the height of everything. <laughs> but <laughs> it's like when you're watching, especially like a movie version of a musical, it tends to be even more about the music because like you don't have the power of like a live performance behind it. So you can't yeah. get... You, it's not as easy to get lost in that, even though it gives you the extra visuals. But, like, I don't know. I just feel like in movie musicals, because you get so easily distracted, like, the music needs to be even more prominent and better, if that makes sense. Oh, yes. 100%.
0: Yeah, 100%. So, yeah, that was that was my hard-hitting question, my low-ball question for the day. We're just easing Exilia back into it. It'll get, I promise it'll get more existential... Oh, okay. You nice. know. We'll we'll start getting into conversations about the id and the ego next time. Super oh
2: yeah, ego. trust me. Yeah. Our like days Mike's of quarantine King are Freud. going to like oh I'm Pink Freud right here. Like it's
0: <laughs> <laughs> I feel now that we're just gonna have to get like a after we do the a classic It Slays podcast podcast t-shirt, we'll have to do another line of a picture of Mike that just says Pink Freud.
1: <laughs> There's cops that say oh, Pink Freud. There? Yes. yes, that's the, the whole like,
2: point. And they usually have the, like, um, dark side of the moon, um, logo yes. or a variation of it in the background where it's, like, the triangle spewing out the rainbow. So and, and then, then like the a picture, a, a portrait of Freud in front of it that says Pink Freud. Yeah. But of course then it has so many meanings, like the triangle and the rainbow and everything. It's yeah. So basically and I just went, like, way over my head. You went <laughs> over
1: your own head. <laughs> You've you... never seen the mugs? No, I I've you
2: never You swallowed seen yourself whole oh. Jeez. <laughs> And then shat yourself back out We need to get into it
0: Because I'm super excited So this was my pick So I'm going to introduce it uh, So this is Let's go back to the year 2008 uh, we have to. What
1: a year that was! What a
0: year! I have to preface this preface, 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 preface,
1: <laughs> preface.
0: preface this uh, film with our story, which I said when I picked it, we would tell. Uh, so, me and Axilia lived in Halifax. Nova Scotia at the time and I don't know what we were seeing. Okay
1: so let this is like when the couples are like no like this this is what happened. Okay so this is what happened. I worked at the Courtyard Marriott and one of the people I worked with was in like a film and it was like the Halifax like film festival type thing and she was in a film so a bunch of people from my work went to see the movie.
0: And this was back in the Empire Theater days before they got uh, bought by Cineplex. Yeah,
1: this was at the one in Park Lane Mall. And um, so there was this guy that I worked with at the, and he worked at the front desk of the hotel and his name was Paul and he was super fucking awkward. And, but he was a nice guy.
0: But if you randomly listen to this podcast, Paul, you're <laughs>
1: awesome. No, he was a We're nice standing, guy, Paul. but he was, he was very, very awkward. So... Um, basically after the showing of this movie from my coworker, Paul was like randomly talking about how he was going to see Repo the Genetic Opera. Me and Rowan had seen the trailers, trailers, but like living in Nova Scotia, the chances of you getting that movie at Empire is like, you know... And when we saw the Very trailers, slim. I was like, we have
0: to see this movie. Yeah. Oh, also, I never said the movie I picked was Repo the Genetic oh, Rock. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> Oops. So be- Spoiler so alert. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, we were like, oh my God, where are you going to see that? And so he was like, oh, it's playing at the Oxford in like an hour and a half. So we, ran Which is like, like on the
0: other side of town. On the other
1: side of the city. So we <laughs> randomly like took this cab to... The Oxford, which. And we didn't are, have
0: uh, tickets. We didn't have
1: tickets. We just like showed up, and it's like it, this old theater. It's so cool. It's no super long, hipster. It's no longer there, um but yeah. So and that's how we saw the movie.
0: Yeah, so we did get to see it in theater, which yeah was that, pretty cool. Which is pretty sweet because it had a very limited release. Yeah. I was reading that it was only in like it, major city. I think it Toronto was, just, was the only city in Canada. Yeah.
1: So basically, it was there as part of the film festival. Yeah,
0: yeah, we got to see this up close and personal. Yeah. uh so let's get into the trailer so you can see what 2008 Rowan saw and freaked out about and then uh, we'll get back with all the uh, musical goodness by the middle of the 21st century organ failure had become a worldwide epidemic. But Jinko was there to satisfy the demand for organ replacements. Enjoy
1: Jinko's day and nighttime
0: The problem is, if you miss a payment, Co sends out the Repo Man. And when he finds you, your time is up. Collect on the Handelman account at once. This payment is past due
1: everybody everybody Help me down Just stand up people 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 everybody 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 look what
0: I've become It's me she must escape. So that was the trailer. Uh let's check out the bio. A worldwide epidemic oh. encourages oh, I'm, I'm
1: already like <laughs> triggered. <laughs>
0: triggered. Right
1: I should have put a trigger warning in front oh. of this.
0: As we this could be our future, people.
2: I do believe they call it content warnings now, bro. Get with yeah, the CW, is there's no TW anymore.
1: This is literally like fucking North America 2025.
2: That's right. I'm glad that you gave us a good, you know, maybe four and a half years before this.
1: (laughs) No, I'm just saying it's going to last. I'm just like, yeah, this is just continuing on. It just gets so bad that this happened. (laughs) So
2: so remember
0: that as you listen to these words. (laughs) So, a worldwide epidemic encourages a biotech company to launch an organ financing program similar in nature to a standard car loan. The repossession clause is a killer, however.
1: Okay, can I point out that a worldwide epidemic is a pandemic? They could have changed it. Honey, yeah, you can do true. whatever you want.
0: <laughs> also, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna come up front and say this now. I think the bio is more descriptive of the story than the movie. Yeah, probably. (laughs) It might have done a better job, uh, but we'll get into that. So we always start it with the same thing. Let's talk about our favorite iconic scenes of this film. Maybe iconic's a little strong. But, uh, you know, what did we enjoy?
1: Well, can we talk about our favorite song first? Because they're like... Oh, you want have... to get right into because the song? they're part of a scene.
0: Okay. So, favorite song. We were tasked with uh making sure we set our favorite songs.
1: Rowan tasked us.
0: That's right. He's a <laughs> taskmaster. It
1: it sounds like it's coming from someone above us. Like, yes, we were ta- we were assigned to this task. It came it's down from each Yeah. I
2: literally test my minions. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's literally the fucking translation of that. I need
0: yeah. like a I need like a picture of me and one of those Office Space memes where it's like, mm, "I'm gonna need you to pick your favorite song."
1: That's literally Rowan.
0: That is me. So, Exilia, why don't you start us off?
1: Okay, so I don't know the name of the song, but I will put it on our. I think we should all like. I'll put all of our favorite songs on our little playlist, and we're
0: gonna have to check that out because Maybe last last time it. I checked,
1: it wasn't on Spotify. Spotify.
0: Only offered the Broadway, like uh. the. That 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 music, not the soundtrack.
1: Well, guess what? It it seems to be on here. Oh so. yeah, that's what I Spotify
2: TV. to the fucking rescue! Not that we're endorsed by them. Come a calling, Spotify. That's right. Spotify dot com slash ham. throwing shade or whatever. <laughs> Cut that out, please. <laughs> I was like,
1: <laughs> I think I actually just from the name, I think I know what one. If it you
0: describe it, I feel well, like I know it's, it. I think it's called Zydrate Anatomy. Drug markets, markets.
1: Sometimes I wonder why I ever got in love market, love market. Sometimes I wonder why they need me
0: at all. Zydrate comes in a little glass vial.
2: A little glass vial.
0: And the little glass vial goes into the gun like a battery.
1: Yes. the one where they're in the where they're in the alley and it's Paris Hilton and the and I don't what's her name Alexis Vega and the grave digger robber guy. Okay, so this was 2008 guys. P- Paris Hilton was like Really popular. She was the so shit. To, yeah. That so shit, like the shit. <laughs> ha, yeah. Like she was like the Kim Kardashian before Kim Kardashian. She was just like fucking in this random movie. And, and I, it's
0: like I have uh, I have some fun facts about that that I'll share. So. She heavily pursued being in this. Like, they didn't want her in it. They were really worried that people would think, like, they're putting Paris Hilton in to get people in the seats.
2: They also. Like they did with the remake of um, House House of Wax. Wax. (laughs) They they really, like,
0: I saw they were talking about, like, they just really didn't think she was going to be able to sing how they wanted. And. They just weren't ready for that. And they said so they weren't going to let her audition at all. And then they did. And they said she like killed it. She like they said her singing in person was amazing. And then another fun fact. So think about all that shade they're throwing. When they were getting towards the end of the production. They ran out of money. And they needed like $50,000 to finish. So she took a day off. Went and did a nightclub appearance for $50,000 oh and then gave them the money to finish the film. That's
2: sweet. Well, what did she do? Literally walk into a building, um, drink free drinks all night, stand behind a partition where nobody was allowed to come near, and literally drank for free and then went home and said, Here's a $50,000 check. Like, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, also, since we're on the topic of Paris Hilton and singing, Um, I need to throw out there, I'm going to be open and transparent and say that I love her single Stars Are Blind and I have three versions of it on my phone. Like, I am not saying I've listened to that whole album, even though I have, but Stars Are Blind is a weirdly good, um, Vanity Project single from the late 2000s. That's, uh, that's, I'll leave it at that. Roast me if you must. I don't care. But I will I will rock out Two Stars Are Blind while drinking wine and cooking any day of the week.
1: I I loved that Paris Hilton was in this because I just think it like upped the camp factor that Exa- much. More. Oh my god, that is <laughs> the thing. Especially now when you look back to it.
0: Also, people need to remember that uh, if you want to talk about just this time period, Paris Hilton at this time, I believe this would have been around time. Paris Hilton was signed to Cash Money Records. What? Yeah, was hmm. that think who about put that? Out the stars are
1: blind. I don't know
0: if they, I think they came after that song. Now I can't remember if she was signed to Cash Money or like Young Money, but she was like signed with Lil Wayne. Like that career went far. Yeah, <laughs> I shouldn't say anything. She's not. She's like always listed as like the top ten highest paid DJ in yeah, the world that's now. True. So I wish I could hear Paris Hilton DJ.
2: I'm not going to lie, um, transporting ourselves into a different place and time other than where we are right now in mid-2020, <laughs> where you would never even dream about going into a club if there was even yeah. one open, I would t- 100% erase all the fucking historical context right now, and I would 100% if we made like a road trip to go see Paris Hilton DJ Live in a club, I'd fucking do it in a heartbeat if I had the money.
1: Are you kidding me? You know what? You know what's really weird? When I watch... Honestly, I feel t- like she has good
2: taste. I, I, it's bizarre, but I really do Maybe. feel like she has good
1: taste. I don't know. We should ask Cecily. Cecily, like, follows her on Instagram. So she has, like... Cecily is a very stan. So it's really weird because they had the play at the end. Like, or they had the opera at the end of this movie. And this pandemic has made me, like, watch... When I'm watching shows and people are in groups, I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. Back when we could, like be around people <laughs> and I'd be like you're not social distancing
2: yeah I've been watching like old seasons of Drag Race constantly yeah. for the last probably two weeks like and I've, I've never been like a big fan of like watching it as such like I watch an episode here and an episode there but like I watch like lots of clips and I like love a lot of the queens and follow them on twitter and stuff but like I've actually gone back and started at the beginning and I'm like watching through it now and there are a lot of moments where they like have to go out on the street and like try to get people to buy stuff on the street or go to a club and perform and i'm like literally looking at it and going looking at this now makes me sick to my stomach because like we you can't do this right now you would not get away with it yeah (laughs) like it's what it was happening
1: i'm like remember the days when you could go to a restaurant
0: (laughs) yeah yeah this episode is taking a very dark turn
1: (laughs)
2: I was, know, was gonna say we can't we you, you yeah, can't I mean you can't, take pandemic. Pandemic. The can't you can't ignore the historical context. You can't You like. can't pretend you can't pretend that it's not happening. So you might as well just acknowledge it. Exactly. And then put it in context and move on from there and then keep that as part of your framework.
0: Exactly. Yeah. I was gonna say too, uh what did we say it was called? Zydrate Before it's Anatomy too late. And, yeah, Zydrate Anatomy. I was watching the special features before we recorded, and I feel like that was like the crew's favorite one. Because they kinda said that they felt that was like the catchiest song. Yeah, so. It was and great. Honestly,
2: that was on my short list of best songs. Yeah, well, and they were
0: saying that, uh, because originally to get it funded, what they did was they paid to make a 10-minute short. So I know, I'm sorry, listeners. We're jumping all around. We're in the favorite song. But Contacts, Contacts. So the movie, this was an off-Broadway play before it was a movie. They did it in a in this tiny, like, coffee house that would empty out at night. And I, I was reading, like, they could only hold, like, 50 uh, people to watch it. But it sold out every night. And um, they made it as a 10-minute play because the creator's whole idea was being able to make musicals that were only 10 minutes that could tell complete stories. So, yeah, they used that Zydrate song when they made the 10-minute short to then sell to the company. Oh, okay. And they said like that song basically sold it. It
1: was really good. There was a lot of great songs though. Yeah. I, in terms of your scene, because I might as well throw that in there. Can it's... I interrupt you for two seconds? Yeah, I guess. Sorry, <laughs> guys.
2: Why are yeah. you asking? Just say I, uh, I am. I, I'm gonna you. let
0: you finish. Uh, I just wanted to let people know that
1: Rowan just Kanye West Beyonce
0: does have. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I just quickly wanted. I just thought about it. I quickly wanted to go through because we didn't. We missed out. We got so excited that Exilia's Okay, back. let's
1: not do it a, uh, like, 30-minute list of everybody in this movie. But I, 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 d- we can hit the... We
0: we need to hit the keys important. here, okay? And there's not a big cast. So, oh. I did want to bring up uh, that it is directed by Darren Lynn Bousman... He's who financed this entire movie. So he directed Saw two, Saw Three, Saw Four, as Didn't well as Didn't he also
2: the- like co write or produce or something the first Saw? He was one of the main. Yeah, on he the had first something saw, yeah. to do with the first one. I like I think he maybe wrote one. it and then Lee Wan L directed
1: it, maybe?
2: Yeah, yeah, possibly.
1: Okay. The first saw was fucking awesome.
0: I like the second. The second one was the crew. one thing. Uh-huh. Oh my god, the, the pit of needles. needles. The pit of Someday needles. Someday I'm sure Shani we're gonna get, Smith, get to this.
2: So underrated. Shiny Smith is my queen. I love her. Check I'm out. Sure check we're out her metal band from like the early thousands. Five Dollar Ho. I'm sure they're on Spotify.
1: Saw at the time was like.
2: Yeah, this was, was when. Yeah,
0: them. he was obviously getting very good paychecks for doing these. Um, he's also the. I don't know if he's directing, but he's, like, the producer of the Spiral film coming out, which is, uh, if anyone doesn't know, so it's a spin-off of Saw. It's in the Saw universe, but it's, like, an entirely black cast. Chris Rock is in it, and he's, like, produ- He's producing as well. And then the only other thing this guy did was the De- Devil's Carnival, which is the movie, the opera that they made after this, which I also enjoy. And, uh... I also thought it was important we shout out Darren Smith and Terrence uh, Zudnik, I think is how you say his last name. So they're the guys that actually wrote this, and they're both in the film. So Terrence Zudnik plays the grave robber, and Darren Smith plays the... uh, I don't Know what you call him, like the host or whatever, uh, at the opera when they're oh, doing the, the test, yeah, when they're doing the testify, that's Darren Smith. So they entirely like wrote and directed this. I'm sorry, I'll get through this, I promise. Okay, well, Exilia Exili- already said, uh, Alexa is in it from
1: Spy, Spy
0: Kid Notoriety. I've never seen Spy Kids, any of them. My sister
1: and brother watched that movie like 10 times billion times in a row, so...
0: The only thing I've ever seen that she was in, she was also in, uh, the second Sin City. That's the only thing I've ever seen her in. I can't remember that. And now I know Mike will definitely agree, the next person you have to shout out is, uh, Paul
2: Sorvino. Of course. Legend. Acting, singing legend. Father of Mira. Like... (laughs) The only reason
1: he like a classically trained. Like... Oh yeah,
2: like he's literally trained in opera singing. Like, yeah, I yeah. uh,
0: I only wrote two no I mean, his filmography is like eighty pages long. Oh yeah,
2: like you can't. There's there's no year that goes by without a notable movie that doesn't have Paul Sorvino in it.
1: <laughs> Mina Sorvino is also his daughter. Yeah.
2: yeah. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess Oscar winner slash now icon of the Me Too movement. But he was uh, famously in Law & Order on
0: television. Uh, I used to be a huge Law & Order guy.
2: And more importantly
0: to all three of our hearts, uh, Romeo and Juliet. Of course. Bos yes. Lerman
2: version. Yeah, like...
0: <laughs> that's all I care not, about. Not the
2: Franco Zeffirelli 60s version. We're talking <laughs> full-on Boz Lerman.
0: Playing Nathan, I want to give a shout-out uh to Angie. I know Angie listens. Oh my god,
2: this is like and one of her kings. Yeah. yeah,
0: so I know she is loving uh, Anthony Stewart Head. Uh, Giles from plays Buffy. plays the Repo Man. <laughs> yes. yeah, Giles from Buffy. Fun fact about that was um, the reason that he was always meant to play that part and they said they decided that he was right for the part because they were watching the Buffy musical episode. And they were like, he's got to do it.
2: Uh, also, special features on the Blu-ray. They
0: have oh, his Are we aud-
2: skipping? Oh, okay. No, go ahead. Sorry.
0: <laughs> I know. I was just saying they have. I
1: think we're a bit all over the place. Yeah. Now. We're That's just so
0: really saying. excited to have Ixily back and we're <laughs> all over the place. It's we're all right. so
1: excited to have Exilia back. I'm talking about this whole thing.
0: Yeah. No, but I'm saying on the Blu-ray, they have Anthony's like audition tape. And, like, holy fuck, that guy can, like, there is no sound editing in this, I don't think, because he can, like, actually really sing.
2: Oh, absolutely, yeah. He's one of those, like, people that kind of really, like, kind of, like, Dark Horse pops out of nowhere and you don't expect, but.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I'll go through the rest of this list really quick. Uh, Sarah Brightman. You
2: will not go through Sarah Brightman very quick, excuse me iconic fucking opera crossover singer originated the role of Christine in Andrew Lloyd Webber's Phantom of the Opera, a bajillion yeah, selling they're... albums. Queen Sarah Breitman. We will not be skipping over her quickly. Thank you. There we go. <laughs> she definitely, she definitely
0: brought the the credibility to this as an opera. Thank you. Man. Um, And interesting enough, uh, like I said, I was, while I watched the special features and was reading She wasn't originally casted in this. They had an actress that was going to play her. Uh, They didn't say who, but they just said the actress dropped out. And then just somehow it turned out that Sarah Brightman got the script and wanted to do it. And they were like, well, obviously we'd get way more credibility if we have a real opera singer.
2: Exactly. And she knows her way around camp. If you look at her shit with her original band, it was like disco music in the late 70s. What is the name of the song? I was married to a starship trooper. Oh my God. Like watch it on YouTube. Queen. Lover. Lover. Love she knows her way around camp. She is an opera singer who knows camp. And I think most opera singers do know camp because they tow that fine line constantly. Let it be known. <laughs> uh,
0: I guess we already talked about Paris as Amber Sweet. And we said she was in House of Wax. She was also in kind of another horror thing. It was called The Simple Life. Scary. <laughs> Very scary.
1: Oh my god. Yeah, it
2: was like, uh, what happens when retail meets...
1: (laughs) They have every season up on Tubi.
0: Yeah, of Simple Life.
1: I will be watching it again. I I did not know that, that. although I
2: just found out that Tubi puts lots of ads in their streaming. Oh,
1: yeah.
2: We (laughs) love Tubi, though. Oh, we love Tubi. Tubi, Tubi. Tubi. Everyone sponsor Download it on your Android and Apple device.
1: (laughs) The Simple Life is like peak 2000, like six or whatever
2: it is it's peak it's peak pre um 2008 um financial crisis reality <laughs> yes. television it really and it's is just like
1: about like luxury yep. like these like you know two two rich people going to the country and <laughs> they're used to living in this luxurious love uh blah blah, blah blah lifestyle um i was gonna say it's definitely uh it's it may be seen as maybe like making fun of people like rural folks and it is well because it's, like,
2: it's not really ironic
1: <laughs> like if they no. had done that no. post
2: 2008
1: the irony would
2: have been yeah just dripping in every scene but like there was really no irony it was like weirdly earnest it was uncomfortable yeah earnest.
1: <laughs> I, as like someone who lives in a rural area i'm i'm like fine with it <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I also Kesha was in one of the episodes. She was like one of she was like A a, a teenager and Paris and Nicole like stay at her house.
0: Yes, this is true. I was gonna say also oddly maybe necessary pre watching before you get into repo to really get you in that Hilton
1: vibe. They were so... Pr- there's like, so entitled. And you're just like, you're fucking... Like, oh, my God.
0: <laughs> anyway, we...
1: <laughs> also, there's one really important person you haven't mentioned.
0: Well, um, let me go through the list. Uh,
1: right. Oh, yes, right. The this, list. Let me briefly talk about these three people. I only have, have spending, three more. As no, as no, he's saving, he's saving this. this
2: person for last. I know, Ro, this person is being saved the best <laughs> for last. So... I, I, we'll see I don't know we'll see if you, okay, uh, you know who's say it, last just say it. so next I have Bill Moseley oh yeah, okay well, next right. so it's not okay. last I was gonna say Mr.
0: Her, William Moseley horror so.
2: icon so he plays Luigi. Who by what the way looks say? beautiful in this movie. He looks oh. more gorgeous than I've ever seen him look in any movie that I've ever seen him in. He gorgeous. is a he is a very am... handsome fellow. Love Bill Mosley. I mean yeah. we don't have enough
0: time to list I mean, he's basically only in horror movies. He's an icon, but
2: And every honestly, every most... second episode we do, it's a movie with Bill Mosley in it somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Even if he just showed up on set and like ate some of their craft services and they gave him a like extras credit. Texas Chainsaw
0: Massacre 2, obviously, uh, like almost every Rob
2: Zombie film. Every Rob Zombie movie.
0: Epic. Uh, then I've got, uh, Ogre, weirdest name on the face of the planet. So he played Pavi. Um, I think this is really one of the only things he's ever been in. Uh, he's the lead singer of an industrial band called Skinny Puppy.
2: Oh, I think I've actually skinny heard puppy of that. is iconic. They're Yeah, really I don't iconic. listen to
0: like that kind of music, but I did recognize the name. But apparently, he is the lead singer. I of think that they band. might
2: even be Canadian.
0: Yes, they are. Yeah, they I was gonna say.
2: Canadian I feel like they're on Network, which is like Sarah McLachlan's. It's an iconic Canadian um, label. They do a lot of like pop and stuff, but they also do like industrial and okay. Um, now, also, was... can we can we please before we move on from him? Talk about how anybody who's ever played a Borderlands game, um, the mask that he has on his face is literally Handsome Jack from Borderlands. Am I the only buddy? Like is anyone, anyone? Bueller? Bueller? I could, I
0: could, I could see that. I was a little Borderlands player. Interestingly enough, the face is actually—it's actually Darren Bausman's girlfriend. I love it. They didn't have anyone to cast the face, so he was just like, hey, can you get your face casted?
2: Well, he yeah, did. they didn't want to pay anybody to get their face cast, so they were literally at home, and he's like, sit down, I'm going to pour you up a glass of wine, hang your head over the back of the couch, I'm putting a cast on
0: it. <laughs> now, I want to know if Exilia is giving me a look for who... I'm going to bring up cameo appearing.
1: <gasps> oh my anybody. <gasps> is that... Well, I thought maybe
0: you would judge me on not bringing them up. Who is it? We don't, like, we oh, should be on the same How dare
2: you? I, you. So I had Joan to look Jett? this up. Joan oh, fucking Jet in that Seventeen song. <laughs> yeah. Queen. Yeah, I, we love Joan Jet. She is the queen of everything. Like, rock and roll. Yeah, it was a pretty sweet, uh
0: pretty sweet cameo i literally rubbed I my
2: eyes while i was watching it and i was like is that fucking joan jett and i like just paused the movie and i was like i gotta go on imdb i gotta go on wikipedia that is 100 joan jett and i'm so glad it was because it was so perfect and I'm, i just love that joan jett because she's kind of got that vibe now like that campy kind of like almost horror but like rock and roll vibe and just i love her she was so perfect such a perfect cameo. Yeah,
0: it was beautiful. That's all I
2: had.
1: Well, now that we've gone through a detailed list of every single person featured in this movie and their entire life history, <laughs> I'll get back to my answer. Um, oh, are we still talking about our favorite song? <laughs> favorite song slash theme yeah, or scene. Yeah, it really hasn't finished. I yet. haven't finished my answer yet.
2: <laughs>
0: this needs to be one of those lead-ins like, back to the podcast.
1: Um. Yeah, so my favorite scene... Was when uh, Alexa Vega was like, it was towards the beginning and she was trapped in her house. And then she was like, open the doors and she's looking outside and she's like talking about how she wants to go outside. And I was like, oh, this hits hard. (laughs) (laughs) Real pandemic. This this hits me. It's such a deep place in my soul.
2: (laughs) We have had this planned for a very long time. So the fact. Anybody who's listening that this falls, this recording of this particular film falls in the midst of like a quarantine pandemic is completely coincidental. And frankly, I think until we rewatched it, we didn't realize
1: it's true.
2: (laughs) I feel like you're watching it and and you're like, oh my God, this is is sick. Like, why are we watching this right now? This is actually torture. (laughs)
1: Because remembering it, I kept thinking it was... I never remembered it had anything to do with a pandemic. I thought it was just about, you know, people needing organs. Or like plus slash like being addicted to surgery. Plastic surgery. But then it was a pandemic. I was like, oh, no. So Mike. Yes. Favorite song? I didn't know what it was called while I was watching it. I
2: wrote down, quote cruel morning but the title of it is actually chase the morning what do you want i want i want to finally meet you something real to cling to leave you with the hope that you will go to all you're meant to all i failed to in you is a word of promise we have both been kept in bondage but you can learn from all my failures i'm not supposed to talk to strangers or let them through the gate. That is a big risk a big fan a new friend One when, oh, yes. when blind Meg shows up to the house and essentially says oh, like, I didn't yeah. know you were alive. You know, I'm your godmother. I knew your mother. I promised I'd take care of you, blah, blah. And then of course, Anthony Stewart head shows up and etc But I thought that it was a, a great scene in general, because it was like, not just the like rich guy and his fucking snotty kids or the dad trying to like. Contain his daughter. It was this like new dynamic of like, I was your mom's friend, and you know, like, you're like family to me, but I didn't know you existed. And I just thought it was a really nice moment. I thought the song was fucking great, actually. (laughs) I really liked the song. And obviously, I love Sarah Brightman. So the fact that like she could get featured prominently, not as just like a prop up on a stage. I, sh- I thought it was a great scene overall, but it was my favorite song for sure. And now that that was actually hard because I wrote, knowing that we were going to have to pick our favorite song, I wrote like four candidates, but that was the one that won out over all of them.
1: There's a lot of good songs. There
2: is. The music in it is a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Let's just say. This was a your first candidates. time seeing it? it? Was my, this was my first time seeing it. Yes, we oh. didn't talk about our histories, but yeah, this was yeah. my first time seeing it. Um, weirdly, I always wanted to. It's just one of those movies that um, I've always had on my radar. Um, Of course, I have a really huge place in my heart for, like, camp. And to me, when I saw a sci-fi horror, like, kind of Rocky Horror-esque musical, like, rock opera about, like, disease and um, surgery and, like, organ transplant and that Paris Hilton was in it, I was like,
1: like, this is on
2: my radar. And somehow, I just never saw it. It was always just there, but something else would get in the way and kind of push it to the background. So this was good. I, I'm glad I finally got to see it after all these years. That makes me smile.
1: I didn't know this was your first time. S- side note, I remember like a couple years after this came out, remember how they had that like mainstream movie that came out and it was like Repo Man? I was, I was
0: going to at some point bring that up. And it yeah. was like
1: pretty much like stolen. Jude Law. S- it was like fam- like super famous people, but the story was like pretty much identical i and i think they
0: got in some sort of legal battle i don't know whatever happened with it but and
1: it was literally called like repo man
0: (laughs) this was the thing though to bring that memory up a bit it wasn't a couple years it was literally the next year year they put out it was called repo man it was the exact it was like taking organs yeah it was but it was like an action movie, yeah. and then I never real. I saw bits and parts of it. It didn't I have Paris sh- Hilton in it, so I didn't give a shit.
2: <laughs> uh, but Mike's- it had Mr. Jude Law. <laughs> wow, well, he's my fucking list. king. <laughs> yeah.
1: So Mike, was your favorite? Was your favorite song also your favorite scene?
2: It was actually, yeah, and it was actually hard because I'm not going to spoil it. But you know, this wasn't my favorite movie ever. <laughs> I will say that, but. There were some great songs and some great scenes, but that to me was like, I don't know, there was just something about that scene and that song that um, it was actually, even the, the songs where it's like, oh, you're my daughter and I'm just trying to look out for you and your mom died and blah, blah, blah. Like, it was just so performative, whereas this actually felt like there was a an emotional seed yeah. to it. You know what I mean? There was like a core of emotion to it. And it was the first time the whole movie that I was like, oh, I'm actually kind of touched by this, you know? Like, they're not just all caricatures. It was the first time they went from caricature to, like, oh, these are actually people, not just, you know, cartoon versions of people that are in a, you know, horror, sci-fi, rock opera. Mm -hmm. And I will say off that point, see, I found,
0: too, like... And not that I think for everyone's kind of singing skill level, like, everyone did pretty good in it. Yeah, But I found, like with anthony head in scenes like especially with alexa uh alexa vega it's just he was so much better than a lot of the other people i found like so like when he shared scenes with her yeah like i kind of i got the emotion like he did a really good job of sitting and acting where like i found she was just kind of like Focusing on sinning, I think, and it, there was just, like, a disconnect for me.
2: No, that's fair. I was gonna say,
0: like, I, I think he he was just on, like, another level, I think.
2: But he's so brilliant. You can tell he's got that, like, classical training, but also, you know, obviously he was on Buffy, so he kind of has his foot firmly in, like, pop culture and kind of, like, campy horror as well, so.
0: Yeah, and dad goals. He's, like, the ultimate dad look. I, I was enjoying his dad looks with the sweater, when he was just oh, like and the glasses,
2: like, that's, he, he has it all. He's got everything. Anthony Stewart Head, he's got everything, baby. <laughs> Opulence. Uh,
0: I, I know, you know, the, uh, the shit lord in me wants to say my favorite song was like Bill Mosley talking about finding a hole and fucking okay, it. Okay, I, but that's I, not uh, gonna be it. I, have
1: I actually, I love that song.
2: I just assumed that was going to be your favorite song. I'm going to be honest. I I did love it. But before
0: I get my favorite song, it's a good point. And it says like, oh, I love that song. I think some of the great songs in this were songs with people that obviously don't have a singing background and can't really sing. But like, it just really worked. Like, all the stuff with the the siblings, the Largo siblings was like really well done. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh yeah one of their
2: songs was one of the ones I had on my short list for favorites
1: Yeah,
0: (laughs) I'm doing the Auxilia again I have a two way tie I can't pick I'm sorry guys (laughs) Uh, So I really liked uh, Legal
1: Assassin
0: Where did our daughter go It's me she
1: must escape My burdens I can't erase The mother I might have saved
0: So that one, one? Legal Assassin is towards the beginning where we're kind of being introduced to the duality of the Nathan character. So when he's going in the tunnel and he's like talking about how he's a legal assassin. Essentially when
2: you first find out, like that's kind of like the twist, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah.
0: And amazing, amazing, just like. The littlest things that can, like, change your performance. Because my favorite part of, you know, not necessarily scene, but thread in the whole movie is, like, the duality of Nathan, where he's, like, you want this guy to be your dad. He's, like, this really sweet guy. But then, like, he's also, he is, like, a killer, and he enjoys it. Like, we see those glimpses that... He gets pleasure from murdering people. And I love, like, those little inflections where he made sure, like, when he's the dad, it was, like, a softer voice. When he's the repo man, he has, like, the gruff voice, and he's giving you, like, the scary face. So it was a tie between legal assassin and the night surgeon.
1: I am so sorry. Can you forgive me for this? Not the dead doctor with the hungry scalpel. Here's my prognosis. Will they live?
0: Doubtful. Which is where they're forcing him to fulfill his contracts and he's killing the guy and he has that whole like i remember thing and yeah that's is that
1: the one where he's like putting his hand in the guy's oh body no, that's thankless like, job oh yeah thankless job that was a great one too no night
0: night surgeon <laughs> yeah, is I towards remember. the end yeah, yeah. yeah. i night surgeon's probably my favorite over legal assassin they're kind of the same style and I think they most of the songs have a, the same musical thread yeah. but Anthony he like he just he wins it for me
2: every I, time. I
1: did find that it wasn't like there was like this song and then this song. Like <laughs> it all like flowed together. Well which yes is because great.
2: they essentially all of the dialogue was sung.
1: Yeah exactly.
0: Yeah which we it was uh you know they talked about on the special features which was like a very conscious thing they did to make sure people they were staying to an opera format not a musical format and I appreciate that just because they're not lazy about it. It wasn't like oh it's called an opera but really it's like there's people t- there's literally like almost no lines that are talked, and if they are talked, they're still talked in the context of a song. Yeah. Yes, yeah.
2: Everything, everything about it is like melodic and musical.
1: What was your favorite scene?
2: So, like, unlike I was gonna say, unlike
0: you guys, because your guys' songs kind of corresponded with favorite scenes, well, didn't they?
1: Mine, no, I had no, another yeah, one. Yeah, I
0: guess my my favorite scenes were the scenes with Bill Mosley and Paris. So, like, I liked all those interactions. Like, they were great, great, great. Great comedic, eff- like it was release. very
1: like very like how do I even
2: over dramatic yeah. performances. Yeah. Well, I mean it's what you expect from Bill Mosley anyway. And the funny thing is, I I thought it was so fitting because like Paris Hilton was a good fit with him, which I was not yeah. expecting. I was like, first of all, I never thought I'd see fucking William Goddamn beautiful Mosley in a scene with Paris fucking Hilton. But here we are, <laughs> and I think it was her. Awareness, because if this had been three or four years before, I don't think she would have had the self awareness. But like because no. it was two thousand and eight, and so it was still like kind of when she was like it wasn't the peak, wasn't peak Paris Hilton. Yeah. You know? it was kind yeah. of like as her star, as her like it was tabloid. Down. Yeah, it was waning a bit, and I think yeah. she was a little because of that was a little bit more aware of her nature as like a camp figure yeah and so i think that she knew that she was going to be like i feel like in say house of wax it was just like she's like oh i'm using my fame to get on like a horror movie like look i'm a serious actress but whereas i feel like on this one it was like this is going to be a fucking campy rock opera um of the horror variety um which always go down in infamy or fame and um i'm aware of my status as like a camp figure in pop culture yeah and i and and, and, you know she she kind of like knew that she was she was self-aware enough to know that she was a bit of like a ridiculous figure not that she was ridiculing herself but i feel like she was a bit aware of it and kind of like i feel like that worked in the context of her because like the character was kind of a weird parody of her it was this, you know, spoiled rich girl, right? So that's... Yeah. I f- and I feel like, like I said, it's, it was self-aware. She's like, ah, this is kind of like a funny sci-fi horror opera version of me. <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah, up was, to like 12. It was very fitting.
0: I will say too, this is... These are the times I hate doing the podcast. Because, Exilio Will Contest, I've seen this movie many, many We've times. A lot of times. And this is kind of the first time I really looked at it and stuff. And I, I didn't like the kind of nitpicky stuff that I was picking out. And it really hurt my soul, because I love this movie so much. But, I will say, like, um... I thought, like, some of the camera work was kind of shoddy. I kind of really found I was getting tired. Like, did you notice, like, they were really using, like, this kind of, like, blur effect? Almost like you use on Skype where, like, there was... I found the backgrounds were blurred a bit. Yeah,
2: I I will say that there was a lot of, like, technical details that while I was watching it just screamed late 2000s low budget yeah genre film and you know the cg the the camera work everything about it screamed like 2006 to 9 genre film
1: that's why i loved it and and, don't get me
2: (laughs) wrong i i watched it and i was like this it it it's it's very nostalgic but like at the same time i understand that like you know as as a critique Yes, obviously, yeah. that's that could be seen as a weakness. Yeah, well, and
0: like I know, like budget limitations, and
2: like they shot this all on like oh, they uh,
1: have a budget limitation. Let's that's a oh, little keep hint that in for mind. a budget.
2: Are you saying they had a budget? Period. 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 Because
0: I know they talked about um, like they shot most of this just on one soundstage, and they I believe just redressed it. it. So a lot of it, like. The scene towards the beginning um, with Shiloh and the gravedigger, like, when they find all the bodies underneath the city, like, most of that was just computer generated.
1: And, yeah. I mean, which kind of makes sense. Yeah.
0: And, like, obviously, when we get the... When we're seeing the city... It's kind of, you know, very er like, 2008 computer graphics, low budget. I'm not going to lie. For some reason, I just kept thinking about Spawn, the movie. I was like... Like the one from
2: those. the 90s?
0: Yeah, I was like, it's kind of giving me those quality of graphics vibes. Yeah, and I also, I kind of found with this watch, like, the pacing was a little off for me. Like, I love the music, but there's a lot of exposition at the beginning. like. Maybe too much where we have all the like the comic book scenes explaining because it's a very intricate story and it's like we need to tell you all of this story that probably would take a half hour and, like, they're trying to cram it in.
2: It's true. And here's the thing, though. Like, you brought up the comic book things, which was is very, very, very exposition heavy, obviously. And kind of breaks you off from the movie, in a way. Did you get, did you
0: get some uh Hulk vibes?
2: I mean, of course. That's all <laughs> but, I thought of it. <laughs> but they did break away several other times during the movie to do that as well. Except... They only did it for like 30 seconds, like say, um, not just because I love Sarah Brightman, but like, like when they gave the blind mag backstory, they did it in the same manner, but literally it was just 25 seconds that didn't explain anything. And I was like looking at this going, okay, you, you overloaded it at the beginning With all this exposition, and then I thought you were going to break it down again and have another lull where, like, we went in and got, like, some more backstory, and I was like, I'm prepared to, like, settle in and kind of, like, take myself out of the story again and actually get, like, some background exposition, and they literally just were like, nope, here's 20 seconds and we're going to yank you back out of it again, and I was like, I still don't understand what her fucking purpose is, I don't understand her relationship with any of these people, it's like, there was other minute in there, minute and a half, two minutes that they just fucking decided to chop out. <laughs> like, fuck it. You know? Yeah, so I think, I, like you said, your pacing issue definitely is valid.
0: <laughs> it's like pacing and I just, I don't know if they gave us enough, like, character development for us to, like, overly care about any of the characters. We're just kind of, like, throwing in and they're like, these are the plights, but, like, We don't really know the characters. We're just kind of thrown in, like, the middle of a story. And I just feel like they didn't do a... They didn't earn me caring about enough of the characters. They're just kind of there for their... Like, I'm not emotionally attached to anyone. I
1: feel like, do we have to be emotionally attached to every character we watch? I like the fact that it was just, like, a quick and fun thing with
0: music. Oh, jeez.
1: I mean, I spent three days watching Tiger King. Like, <laughs> you know. I, she I she knows about emotionally dissociating ability. from herself. She's been watching Tiger <laughs> exactly. King. Exactly. I like how
0: he's really taken aback <laughs> exactly. by that. I'm like, maybe I have to check myself when we're becoming the Exilias and Exilias becoming the Mike zero
1: No, but like, do we have to? I understand that that's like, emotion is like part of you know. Experiencing art, yeah. Exactly, but I mean, sometimes it's like no different than when I watch Teen Mom or whatever, you know? Like, sometimes it's just like it doesn't have, I don't have to feel like attached to these people.
0: That's fair. Well, and I always, I always kind of give it a pass on most things, because I also say this is very new territory. Like, there is no other horror rock operas. So it's they're kind of creating the playbook there's as it goes. No
1: other horror rock, opera. I mean, well, other than I the <laughs>
0: ones they've created.
2: Well, mm, yeah, okay. I was I gonna say, fan... let's let's just go back on that and say there's been very few, um, very few. Is there, it there
1: like had... Rocky Horror Pictures? Yeah, exactly. There, there
2: there there is, but that's a musical, there is a history, not an opera. <sighs> okay, well, we're splitting Does that hairs really here. Matter? We're splitting <laughs> hairs. Are we going <laughs> to start to find what one semantics. is as opposed to but <laughs> exactly. To both of your points, there is a history of this, but it's not an extensive history. That's the way I yeah. look at it. Like, there is definitely a precedent, but it's not a, like, rigorous, voluminous precedent. Like, there's there's only really a handful. And frankly, you're probably right in saying that there hadn't been one for 20 years before this. Or at least 10 years, you know?
1: is in little hop, little hop of shores, little shop of horrors, I love that? little hop of shores
2: again, though. Like, that's that was decades before this, right? And like, there had been nothing like it really since. So, I get I, I'm just trying, I'm playing like, yeah, I'm being yeah. diplomatic here, and I'm saying that you paying both have the devil's advocate. <laughs> devil's advocate. There's there's one of A and there's one of B. Both of your points are valid, yeah. No, all all agree with that. I the, mean, the only the only other real
0: thing I kind of thought when I watched this is, I, I do like it, but are we sure the comic book stuff worked in it? I
1: liked I I, I thought it broke it up.
0: I'm not going to
2: lie. I wasn't a big fan of it, but...
1: I
0: liked it. I, I really did like it. I just don't... Th- I think it could have been used differently, I guess. I almost, I kind of felt it they was almost cheap overused it. It was cheap exposition.
2: Yeah. It was, it was really, um, like, forced into the plot in terms of, like, we don't know of another way to set Tell up this. the background of these characters, so we're just gonna literally just insert a whole other genre, and, and again, this is not, like, that in itself is not necessarily a bad thing, that's not a critique, but, yeah. like just in terms of the movie it was like it just felt like they just kind of like shoehorned it in and they're like oh we're just shoving this in here like, like kick it in boys we gotta get some exposition in but we gotta keep it under two hours so like you know that was the, yeah, I mean and, I and just, again I, I didn't dislike it I didn't thoroughly enjoy those parts because they felt shoehorned in and exposition heavy again, I, I just I don't felt know, if, they, if they had incorporated it a bit more organically into the film yeah I don't know that that would have worked either so I could just be like being overly critical for no reason. I, I didn't hate
0: it, but I was just like, it doesn't have it. It didn't tie in to the like. None of the rest of the movie is comic booky. Like, yeah, it, there's the no aesthetic. That, didn't didn't gel.
1: That's kind of why I, like didn't mind it. I, I don't, don't know. know. It was kind of all over the place, and I was okay. Like, hey, yeah,
0: cat. and I I don't know what's going on. Like next episode, listeners, I'll get into it. I feel like I'm on Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Exilia, I don't know what's going on. Exilia's not critical anymore. She's just... I'm
1: not saying anymore, but... There's um, something going on here.
0: We're, this is a Miss Scooby-Doo mystery.
1: It was... I thought it was Exilia's fun.
0: become the shitlord of this episode. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. There can only be one shitlord. <laughs> I did want to, you know...
0: I feel we never really talk about this in any of the episodes, but... Uh, the costume design I really really loved it fun fact a lot of the female background actors their costumes came
2: directly from Paris Hilton's closet oh my god (laughs) I was gonna say my did she have this
1: red visor
2: (laughs) the costuming that jumped out at me the most that I liked even though it was very simple and not like kind of stunning in any way but like it just kind of leapt out at me and I was like I really like that it's really simple and well done was those two like woman bodyguards with the like fishnets and I look at that and I'm like that is 100% from Paris Hilton's fucking (laughs) closet 100% now that that you mention that I'm looking at that and going she just literally showed up with like a stack of clothes from one of her 20 closets and was like here we go, and they're like, "Oh my god! Like well, let us dress the fucking bodyguards in this."
1: <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah,
0: that was a uh, that was a tidbit that I had read. Um, just that basically, kind of to help out money wise, she they use like some of her clothes. As so cost, what you're saying you is essentially
2: Paris Hilton was like. A financier in this movie. This, yeah. <laughs> yeah like, well, and a lot of the movie stuff movie you read on made. the
0: internet say it's very interesting that she didn't get a producer credit or something for Yeah, I was going to say, she she,
2: she's doing things that, like, A producer would generally do Except she had direct access to it Whereas like a producer would Go to people for access to it Whereas she was just like Let me just dip into this Let me just go to the club myself Instead of getting somebody to find Costumes and money She's like Let me just go get it myself So really she's like a super producer
1: Yeah she was robbed from from her Yeah Paris Hilton should have gotten
2: A like um Oscar producer credit Okay wouldn't go that far she went above and beyond she should have got she definitely
1: world. went above and beyond to make this movie happen god love sure. her like
2: it's it's and not the type of thing you would expect from her but like yeah that's it's really cool i got i got i stand i stand i've always kind of her obviously stars are blind love it stream i on itunes <laughs> and uh apple music and spotify
0: <laughs> new sidecast just called paris hilton underdog <laughs> It'll, it'll be hosted by Mike and Cecily. Yeah,
2: I was going to say, Auxilia is not going to want any part of it. <laughs> Sociologist is like, I don't know. I'm shriveling up
0: into it. Like, She'll be your resident Simple Life expert. Yeah,
1: it's true. <laughs> and the one where she was looking for a BFF.
0: <laughs> oh, I forgot about that one. Paris
1: Hilton's BFF.
0: Paris Hilton's BFF.
1: I was trashy in 2007 like everybody else. That's right. So, she was yeah.
0: rocking that Jersey Shore. Season. No,
1: that was a bit later. Was that later? I yeah. don't know. That was more like 2010. So
0: basically, Yeah, that was you're definitely... Just, yeah. You're just admitting there was multiple trashy years.
1: Well, yeah. Yeah.
0: It's a we phase. A Phases phase. last for
2: years. <laughs> we all have trashy phases. It's we true. we may have been
0: at the dome a lot and if you're from nova scotia you know that's your trashy face
1: okay rowan has nothing to talk about when t- it comes <laughs> to trashy phases. this is this
0: is true but
1: okay we digress we
0: digress <laughs> the costuming yeah i love the costuming um
1: i love the faces falling off
0: yeah the faces look great like i thought paris hilton like she was so burlesque, it looked, I like, I love that.
1: I think this podcast shouldn't even be labeled, ge- like, Repo, the genetic opera, it'd just be called Paris, Paris. Paris.
0: No, it'd just be called Paris. A night in Paris. Oh, shout out. <laughs> <laughs> One night. Yeah. I, I, I was like, how can you play off that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You can't. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, I mean, other than those kind of nitpicks, like... I really, I really love that it. it's like Paul Servino kills it as well. Like, man, that guy is amazing. I just love everything he's ever in. Is there any like high points for you guys?
2: Um, The only other high point I have listed is at the beginning when they're in the graveyard and they're having um Shiloh and the grave robber are having their songs. And of course, instead of paying attention to them, I'm like looking at the names on... <laughs> The headstones the behind them. Yeah. And one of them was Deborah Gibson, and I'm like, oh my god, yeah. Debbie Gibson. And I was like, that's so funny. I don't know why that's so funny, but it is. <laughs> that was a high point for me, right there.
0: <laughs> uh, now, I did have an issue in that scene. If I'm robbing graves, and I'm trying not to get caught, maybe you shouldn't every one minute scream at the top of your lungs.
1: Yeah, that was weird. I was like,
0: like, why why does he keep screaming? They're just going to keep coming.
1: I think we should start a new segment. We can't do it for this because I think this movie is a bit too obscure for like this segment. But (laughs) (laughs) sorry, our cats are just like putting their like hands underneath the door. They're so (laughs) sad that they're not in here. We have to do before every movie now, we have to look up what... Blank character, are you like? What character are you? Of oh, the movie? absolutely! I'm
2: 100 percent down for this. I do that. I I'm never for the one I won. Show.
1: <laughs> I know me either. I'm oh like I do that for like every show and movie I watch.
0: So let's just play it now. What character do you think you are? I think.
1: Who do you th- Who do you think I am?
0: I think I think Exilia Luigi is <laughs> Luigi.
1: What? I, I was, <laughs> was
0: going I was gonna say uh, I was gonna growing. say Pavi.
1: I was going to say Pobby, too. Yeah. I was going to say, you're one of the brothers. You're one of the brothers. I was going to say Pobby, too.
0: Uh, yeah, obviously Pobby. I don't know. I'm
1: Bobby th- was like my favorite. I'm trying
0: to think who Mike would get. I don't I'm know. I'm the
2: girl at the literal beginning of the movie when they're just singing the background of like, there's a pandemic or whatever. And like, we're taking back the organs and it's just this random girl who gets chased down and she's the first one like at the <laughs> beginning who just gets like her fucking guts ripped out. And I was like, yep, that's me right there. <laughs> I don't even have a name. I'm just like girl at the beginning getting her insides ripped out. Yep. <laughs> Rowan's so I don't need to. Do, I don't need to do an I'm online test. That's, I know exactly what I am. I okay. want to be the
0: Paris Hilton. Okay.
2: You I one want to either
0: be the Paris Hilton or the reporter that I think looks like Phil from YTV in a wig.
2: Oh yeah. <laughs> um. Can we also talk about During how you're Paris Hilton, but your Paris Hilton after her face falls off? <laughs> <laughs> You're Paris Hilton who's singing and actually doing a good job, and then her face falls off, and you're like, "Uh, okay, bye."
1: <laughs> During that scene when her she's like holding her face up, and she's like, "No, no, no!" Like the, that part, that was moment so was
2: probably my favorite moment of the whole movie. I should have said that <laughs> earlier, but like. Falls. Like when she gets up on the stage and starts singing and I'm like, she's actually not awful. And then what? like, I was and then,
1: literally thinking how awful. Oh my <laughs> God.
2: No, no, no. I just, the whole thing, maybe it was like a charisma thing and like her I holding that up song. the, 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 the seam on her
1: forehead. And I'm like, yeah, and she keeps like shaking her right? head almost like she's like, I thought it was really well hand. done.
2: I thought she, she handled it well, even though it's, you know, just singing or quote unquote singing and touching your face. I was it was just like so the- like
1: like so overproduced produces like, Why? like- I
2: think that was what was so good about it like
0: that's why yeah. I was so impressed with her in this whole thing because that's obviously like parroting her her as music like, yeah as a singer as like a pop singer that probably can't really sing and it's just like this weird but she's name. in an opera
2: movie right like
0: yeah like <laughs> yeah. I, yeah I would I would listen to that song I thought that song was. I was like man this is my wave that
2: should have been the b-side to my favorite single of all time Stars Are Blind by Paris Hilton oh, radio <laughs> is there is there anything else we'd like to discuss. I think it's a good
0: mention for people if for some reason you're listening to this and you haven't watched it, which I hope not, because as you know, we never give a description of what happens in the movie. So No, we just go off on
2: multiple tangents. You'd be so
0: lost. But pretty good gore.
2: Like, I mean I would expect that from the saw guy. Oh, uh, that's but... where the entire budget went though. Yeah. Such I'm as like, it I... is. The entire like three dollar budget went to the gore. It definitely, we will say right now did not go to the fucking wig department because the wig uh, department uh... was in the gutter.
1: Shiloh's
2: wig was terrible. Every wig in this movie, I'm like, okay, I've been watching a lot of Drag Race (laughs) the last couple (laughs) weeks while I'm in quarantine. Like, if I'm cooking or I'm doing laundry and folding it or playing video games, I have Drag Race on in the background. And let me tell you, I know that a fucking good wig is goddamn expensive. And I was watching this movie and going, these wigs... The drag race queens, even the ones that didn't win, would shit on this because their wigs are better. Like the wig game in this movie was in the fucking trash. <laughs>
1: I also love when Sarah Brightman comes in on your favorite scene when she's like saying to her yeah. and she's like says she has her mother's hair. And I was like, It's a goddamn wig. <laughs> she literally has her hair. That's probably
2: a wig from like that they like they took the hair out of her core Physically like, wig from it, yeah. Yeah,
1: literally has her hair. She, no, she goes, No, really,
2: you have your mother's hair. Give it to me, I'll <laughs> it <back."> like, it. <laughs> rips terrible. it off her head. Yeah.
1: Uh, well,
0: let's get into that last question. Is it scary? Uh, I think I saw Axilia shaking in her boots a couple times.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it might
0: have just been at those uh, high notes Paris was trying to hit. <laughs> yeah, uh, Azealia, is it scary?
1: Uh,
2: no. Yeah. I feel like this is a unanimous... I mean, absolutely not, no. but <laughs> Absolutely. As, but but as we touched on, there's actually elements of it that, if you've seen it, especially for the first time in you know, March or April of the year of our goddamn lore in 2020. <laughs> True. That actually do kind of touch on, um, t- touch a nerve on our, like, fucking global situation and then make you think of the next five years. So, in a way, it might actually be scary. Let's come back to this in two years.
1: <laughs> exactly. Like, it's I It's potentially
2: scary, I'm gonna say. It's not, but it, it could be. It has, it is a seed of scariness. <laughs>
1: I know that it I know that they've said like this will co- be going on and off for the next like year to 18 months but it really hit me hard today when I received an email from my union rep say asking about what we're going to do about bargaining cuz this is expected to go on for the next two fucking years and I'm just like oh my god how will I live two years
0: I've been enjoying it sorry guys I just like to play video games and watch movies so.
1: I Oh,
2: listen, I'm, me too. To I'm trying not to descend into a fucking oblivion spiral of depression and anxiety. And I've been fighting that <sighs> off really well with um, yeah. giant, like buying a giant, like four liter box of wine every week and a half <laughs> and uh, <laughs> oh, playing God. Animal Crossing and um, Dead by Daylight and Overwatch.
1: So I'm glad that I'm still working because if not, it would be bad a bad scene
2: i'm glad that you are too
1: i just remember (laughs) i remember
2: on a personal note i remember what happened many many years ago when i was still in school and i was finishing up um my master's degree and i got laid off from my job it was not something like this it was just they were cutting out that department in our province so obviously i didn't have a job anymore and um i didn't I couldn't really go find another job because I was literally final in the last couple months of writing my master's thesis. So I was like, okay, I'll go on um, unemployment insurance and, you know, for a couple months and finish writing. And um, after like four months of not having a job, Mm -hmm. I had a bit of a breakdown. Now that could also Mm -hmm. be because I was writing the last bit of my master's thesis. So I'm just anticipating a breakdown in like a month. (laughs) So stay tuned. (laughs)
1: Uh, Yeah, I'm I'm the same way not having a a set routine is really not great for my mental health. And anytime I go through a period where I'm like, not having to go to work, you know, on a regular basis, um, I I get the same way.
2: Yeah. And I find, um, like, if I know that I don't have to get up for anything in particular now being laid off as I am um, temporarily, as most people are. For example, like if I want to have a couple extra glasses of wine, whereas normally I would, if I had like two glasses, I'd be like, oh, it's getting late and I got to work tomorrow. Even if it's only in the afternoon, like I'm going to go to bed now. And whereas now I'll go, I don't have anything to do for the next few days, really, so... I'll have a few extra glasses and you know what if I'm feeling energetic I don't go to bed and then I'm lying in bed playing Animal Crossing and then I look at the time and it's 4:30 in the morning and I'm like well I guess I'll just sleep in all day tomorrow because what the hell else do I have to do <laughs> I've exactly. got stuff to, I've got stuff to do but it's nothing that can't it's it's not a set schedule so if i had to do things around the house or if i wanted to go out and you know take a walk around the block or go do whatever like it's you know
1: i can put that off until six o'clock in the evening if i want well and that's the thing it's like there's nowhere to really go yeah. unless you go to the grocery store which we're only allowed going once a week
0: well the good the good news guys is we don't uh, have to finance our organs yet so not yet not yet
2: yeah stay tuned Again, stay tuned. 2022.
0: (laughs) So as you listen to this podcast, uh, you know, to answer the question, is it scary? Uh, You know, yes, because of a pandemic and because of terrible wigs. <laughs> That's uh, that should be the takeaway. The Thank times. you.
2: I'm glad those are the takeaways from this episode.
0: Uh, let's get into rating this bad boy. Let's start with Exilia.
1: I'm gonna give it a yay. I love how we saw it. I love that was like just like a really fun night, and it was like very spontaneous. And I've seen it several times over. I mean, that was. I don't know, 10-ish years ago, if not more. And I've seen it several times over the years. I don't know. It's just, I enjoy watching it. There's nothing too critical. I just enjoy watching it.
0: There you go. I had to I had to think for a second. So if you are a listener, the ratings are nay, okay, oh, yeah, yay, and slay. Yeah, I Did know. I say yeah. you Did I yay. You said yay. Yeah, and I was like, is yay before or after okay? So um Yeah. Yeah, it's after. Mm, yeah. <laughs> uh let's go to Mike, because this was your first time and I'm very interested in what you think.
2: Oh, it was. Um, I'll give it an okay. Now, I, I just have to qualify that. First of all, with a few exceptions, I'm not a fan of musicals. I do love operas, but, you know, this was obviously, you know, a cheap-ass, <laughs> late-2000s <laughs> horror opera. But, okay, with that said, um, and, you know, it, it suffered from a lot of things. Bad wigs, um, a, a bad first time to watch it because it it did kind of, like instead of taking me out of reality, which it sort of did in a way. But then at times I was watching it and I was like, this could be our future. So I was <laughs> very creeped out. And, you know, it had some great cast members. It was a bit more stylish than I thought it would be, which almost gives it like a yay. But, you know, it was obviously still dated. And I feel like their budget did not go into decent special effects. But I don't know, it was just all around. I'm I, It was a very campy ride, and I feel like this is something that, um, also part of it is that I was watching it on, um, the Tubi app, and, um, beaming the Tubi app to my TV, which is lovely, and it was a really good way to experience it, but then, partway through the movie, about two-thirds through the movie, something happened with my Wi-Fi, and it wouldn't connect to my TV, so... The last third of the movie I actually had to watch on my phone. And so I feel like uh, I will say no. the fact that I didn't enjoy much of it is pro- probably due to the fact that I was just watching it on a tiny phone screen because I couldn't get it to beam to my TV. So that's totally TV me. And
1: had ads.
2: And I had ads. A lot of ads. There was a lot of ads. I love 2 but there was a lot of ads on it. Um, and it, it did take me out of it several times. But honestly like there were moments, I, like, like I said, I'm giving it an okay but there were a lot of like really interesting moments and I will rewatch it, honestly, and I feel like this is a movie that would have been fun to watch, and this is why it actually, like, kind of hurts me. This is a movie that would be really fun to watch, like, say, with all of us in the room together, drinking too much, eating, and watching it. So I feel like watching this by myself yeah. when we're in quarantine, it a camp classic like this, it wasn't the right context, and that kind of took me out of it. So I'm giving it an Okay. Okay. The pressure's on me. I definitely,
0: as I said, I love this movie. When it came out on Blu-ray, I like rushed to buy it. Uh, I've seen it more times than I can count. This is really hard because I was torn between a yay and an okay. I'm going to give it a yay because I feel... I'll say this. It's a yay for me. I feel for most people it would be an okay. uh, But just... I love this movie so much. It's one of the few musicals I enjoy. So I can kind of get my musical fix from this. Yeah, it's super campy. Mike hit it on the head. Like, what a great movie to like have drinks with friends or something and just really enjoy it because it's campy and it's fun. And he like it's not anything you
2: seriously
0: it doesn't take itself
2: seriously at all which is really yeah there's no like
0: extravagant plot where it's like oh you're gonna miss this like you can just kind of turn on even just for the music and have it as background noise but it does have its flaws uh as any kind of smaller scale movie would have uh but yeah i'll give it i'll give it a yay i think it's very unique it's very unique in the pantheon of horror films oh I'll give you that Uh,
2: absolutely yeah
0: yeah so I'll give it a yay Uh, so now we are going to go to the budget game if this is your first time uh, listening to us basically I know what it costs what it made and Exilia and Mike fight to the death to uh, try to guess those numbers and I think they're getting cocky about this because of some clues I dropped and we're going to see what they have to say uh, Exilia, you're the seasoned repo watcher. What do you think this movie cost? Two
1: point three million dollars.
0: Ooh, Exilia's getting so cocky now. She's adding like the point three <laughs> ninety seven cents. <laughs> uh, Mike, as the first time watcher, what do you think this costs?
2: I'm gonna say four million dollars and five hundred. Four million dollars and five hundred thousand. <laughs> <laughs> four million and five hundred thousand dollars or that fifty thousand um okay Can <laughs> could we go you back? just say rewind rewind 4. 5 rewind, million, rewind four point 5, five million dollars
0: oh i'm keeping all that embarrassment <laughs> oh, in. after god all much. that shit you guys talked on the anniversary oh, episode oh my god i know i me. know
1: downtown
0: abbey downtown abbey yeah dun, 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 dun. mike is the winner
2: nice. i'm never the winner what did i win what did i win
0: uh you won my affection and all the listeners i already have that i already have it
2: you're just telling me i won something i already own thank you so it cost
0: 8.5
2: million dollars two million dollars x wow i was
1: gonna say five million but Rome was like oh there was no budget eight million million dollars that's a a budget
2: in 2008 that's yeah, high. it's considered low budget
0: For in 2008. This movie,
1: I thought that was a high budget. Again, and I it's mean not it, like it, they
2: fucking spent it on wigs, so
0: <laughs> So let's talk about what it made. Now it's it is time. Uh
2: Mike, we'll start with you. What do you think this made? I'm gonna say two point three million dollars. <laughs> okay. Two point three?
0: Coming in with the exact numbers, Exilia, pressure is on you. I couldn't remember exactly on what Exilia said, so
2: I was...
1: 1.0 million dollars.
0: 1.0 million dollars. So Exilia will take it. <gasps> what? Wait, Wait no. for it.
2: recount, recount, recount. It's Plot definitely recount. Un- under Wait, Wait for
0: it. So this had a very limited release. It only released in a, $200, like...
1: $200,000.
0: Six... Theaters or something originally although i will say i I bet you the number grows every year uh i had read that this is kind of getting the rocky horror treatment where theaters that specialize in horror the creators actually go visit and like they play this movie oh yeah you make it an event yeah yeah and make it an event uh but on the books on the record uh, this movie made $188,126. <gasps>
1: oh. I could
2: throw up. I was just being the... sarcastic and, and saucy when I said $2 million. I was like, it definitely got like seven or eight.
1: I thought it might have oh. gotten like 500 million or 500,000. 500,000. <laughs> 500,000. Yes, 500 okay. 500, but wow, that was rough on an $8 million budget.
0: Yeah, so, um, I will say, though, as, as, you know, uh, users on social media and stuff, like, I think it's definitely created a cult following, like, I oh, always yes, see yeah. people posting their copies and stuff like that, so, I, I mean, it definitely is one, like, a lot of good horror it kind of it's me. It's the aftermarket, not the theater. Oh, of run. course, yeah. Um, and like Mike said, it's on Tubi, so you go watch it on Tubi. Yeah, it's free.
2: So that
0: is everything. Before we get into Exilia's pick, this is how it works. She she makes her comeback. I think she timed it because she knew it was her pick. Uh, but before we do that, is where I do our shameless promotion. I should really be singing everything in the theme of musical. I'll do this quickly. Uh, If you're not subscribed to our YouTube, It's Lays Podcast on YouTube. We've actually been getting some subscribers. Uh, All the episodes go live on YouTube. So if you listen to this through YouTube, they will keep coming on there. And I'm actually creating some cool exclusive top 10 lists to uh, put on YouTube. Kind of in watch mojo fashion. So
1: we love lists.
0: We love lists. So we uh, check out for that. Uh, as always, make sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, anything you listen to podcasts on. And please, uh, if you're enjoying us, go and rate us on Apple. Leave us a comment uh, in the ratings because we'll make sure to read it. Uh, but it just helps people find us easier. And last two things. Go to Spotify. It Slays Horrific. It Slays Podcast Horrific no. Playlist. Is that what it's called?
1: Um, I don't know. I'll oh,
0: Jesus! Lily's going to have to check it for us. While she checks the name, I'm plugging it. We add our favorite songs from our movies we review.
1: It's Slay's podcast, Horrific Plays. There
0: you go. Uh, And I'm sure we're going to add stuff from this on there. I'll be
1: adding the four since Roman's the cheater. Since I cheated. (laughs) And
0: and then lastly, Patreon. If you want to be a whorehound, join us on Patreon. www.patreon.com slash It's Slay's podcast. There's a bunch of tiers there where you can get anything from t-shirts to picking a movie you want us to review, to getting shout-outs on the podcast, check it out, and uh, yeah, join join us in some good times. But without further ado, uh, it is Exilia's pick, and I will give her the floor.
1: Uh, okay, so my pick is Like Me. You can find it on Shudder and i don't know if you can find it anywhere else
0: yeah i'm not sure this is going to be kind of a more obscure it was a a indie release i think maybe two years ago yeah about two years ago and i know me and exilia have been wanting to watch it forever uh i saw it described as a mix of like Argento and psychedelics.
2: Oh, you're talking my language, baby. In in, a week, come on. Actually,
1: Mike, I, I think I sent you the... The trailer one time when it first came out, and you were like, Oh,
2: yeah, you probably did. It sounds very familiar, yeah. And let's be
0: realistic. Uh, Me and Mike and the listeners know it's going to be a little artsy. It's going to be a little art house. Oh, my God. This is our resident art house picker. But we love this. We love it. We do. We Mm -hmm. love it. So, yeah, we're excited for that. I think that's everything... Uh thank you for tuning in. We are very happy that Izzy is back. She's back in action, baby. Uh to calm me and Mike down. She figured we were up to no good, so yeah. She's like we got to bring some credibility to this podcast. Yeah. Uh thank you for listening. Uh we appreciate every single one of you. So as always, I am the Roddy Largo of the podcast, Rowan.
1: Bye, it's Pavi. (laughs) Pavi.
2: And this is Mike. Thanks for listening. (laughs) See you later.
1: We're going to expand our weekly video segment to take you into the back
2: shelves of your local video store, back where it says horror videos and where kids are devouring some awful
1: films that we call the video nasties. Are you freebasing,
0: inquiring minds? Want to know? I have to break free from this culture of mechanical reproductions and the thick encrustations dying on the surface.
1: Up the front, time flesh.
0: the new The
1: pain, I can assure
0: you, will be exquisite. As for our deaths, come with me and be immortal. We have such sights to show you. Gotta return some video tape.